0: You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. The last two presidential elections both came down to a relatively small number of votes, And in both elections, the integrity of the voting process was called into question. In her new film, Stealing America, Vote by Vote, our guest today, Dorothy Fadiman, brings together behind-the-scenes perspectives from the U.S. presidential election of 2004, plus startling stories from key races in 1996, 2000, 2002, and 2006. Fadiman has been producing media with a focus on social justice and Human Rights since 1976. She has won more than 50 major awards, including an Emmy for her 1995 production From Danger to Dignity. Dorothy Fadiman, welcome to Film School. I'm glad to be here. How are you today?
1: Well, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. I've uh, never been in full-scale theatrical distribution before. I've actually um, mainly done grassroots work. Uh So... After thirty years in the trenches, I'm having a new adventure.
2: Oh, very good. well, well congratulations. It, how does it feel so far?
1: Overwhelming <laughs>
2: <right>? okay that <laughs> you said that okay well
1: cool. I mean actually well and do you all know that we're going to be in Irvine? We just got a booking at the West Park, eight.
0: Oh, oh, excellent. Well, well, that's good to hear. Very glad to hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just found out, and actually the booking with you all came before that, but Friday night we'll be opening at the
0: West Park Eight. Oh, this coming Friday at oh, that's West good. Park Eight. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, well. Excellent.
2: Well, thank you for telling yeah, us about that, yeah, because yeah. we just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and and
1: many of the interviews that I've done, because I've been on the road for a while now, have dealt with the election, and it's exciting for me, to be talking to you about the film. Now, does this, did
0: yeah. this film just come to you naturally, or was there some moment in time where, where you decided you had to make this film? Did you, you have this film brewing inside you?
1: Oh, no. This was, this, there was a moment in time. Ah. I was working at the polls in Florida in 2004, uh-huh. and people were trying to vote for John Kerry. And on the screen, it was flipping their vote to Bush. And I wondered if this was just happening in the precinct where I was working or if it was happening elsewhere. And on the way home on the plane, various of us that had volunteered um, began to talk to each other. And everybody in their own precincts throughout southern Florida had had the same experience. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is a story that really has to be told. So this film began with vote flipping.
0: Yeah. Now, it...
2: That was now. That was Florida, that yes. this was occurring, because we heard at even at that time about these concerns happening in Ohio. Did you? Oh yeah. Did, so that was kind of brewing around. So when you heard the stories about Ohio, and you knew from your own personal experience something had happened in Florida, that must have really set set off the. Uh, well, what what
1: was interesting was I went into the mainstream media press to try to find out, find out more information. And there was virtually nothing. There was a blackout on many of the irregularities, and this was one of them. So on the Internet, I began to follow trails, and I discovered at least 13 states in which this same phenomenon was happening. And so the film expanded. Like every film I've made, I always begin with a single experience or a single subject or a single person, and the next thing I know... I'm in the
0: trenches up to my eyeballs. <laughs> yes. Now, what, what surprised me, or what I learned out of this film, was how easy it was to uh, break into one of the electronic voting machines and bug it so that it would do something like this. I, I always thought those things were protected a little bit more. Can you talk a little bit about that, the process and the people involved?
1: Well, the, the problem is there's privatization from the beginning to the end. The voting machines are manufactured by private companies. They're programmed by private companies. They're certified by private companies. And so what happens is down the line is there's absolutely no major government oversight as to what goes on. And so people work together quietly and in ways that are amazingly invisible to work under the radar, and it's really because of the privatization. Now, would,
0: would you say that these firms are primarily uh, conservative? Well,
1: I wouldn't say it. I mean, the fact <laughs> is, the, f- the fact is, they are. And one of the challenges in terms of filmmaking is how to tell a story in which the information clearly points in one direction but tell it in a way that is nonpartisan. So in answer to your question, yes, it is true that the major voting machine manufacturers are owned and financed by primarily conservative individuals. However, it's not that simple. And what I looked for when I made the film was statements that crossed over to make it clear that this wasn't a one-trick pony. So, for instance, one of the interviewees says... If the Republicans stole this election, the Democrats were willing accomplices. Yeah,
2: that's the thing that was so distressing at the time. Um, and it's I, I, we, I want to ask you a question about the bloggers and the internet and its effect on your ability to find out and to put these pieces of the puzzle together. But I, but I, I'll ask that after I make my little statement, which is what to see Kerry's reaction. And to see how quickly he kind of capitulated to what had happened in this election, given that he he had some at least anecdotally speaking he had some reason to, to believe they had his people the surrounding uh, people around him had some reason to believe that something f- hinky had happened, so well, given his reaction, but also i want to I want to touch on on the effect of uh, the internet and bloggers on all of this as well
1: well, first of all. No one that I know actually knows what happened as far as what went on inside the inside camp. I do know that John Edwards did not want to concede. Mm-hmm. I was in a small meeting with him not long ago, and I asked him bluntly, and he said no, he did not. So we know that it it wasn't going in one direction. But all the votes in Ohio weren't counted when he conceded, and he knew that. Mm-hmm. And so, those of us that are concerned—but why?
2: Why did I, it I'm concerned? saying
1: I don't think anybody has been able to get a straight answer. We, we, we don't know. I mean, if there's any um, complicated reason and rationale for what happened, it has not yet been revealed, and that's that's just a fact. I can't even. I'm not going to speculate because right. I don't know.
2: But but you go back to 2000, right? And how Gore. Uh, went with you know, we went on this kind of uh back and forth, the seesaw uh, concession, and then not, and then the, and of course, it went all the way to the Supreme Court for the decision that was a one and one and only decision, not as a precedent ever to be used again. Right. Decision by the Supreme Court to right. essentially anoint uh, George Bush as a president of the United States. But uh, I, I was there. Something in their mentality or their personality makeup. I, I, I don't understand it myself.
1: Well, what what is said and and the film implies it again for Carrie is both of these men did not want to be treated and considered quote unquote sore losers. But the film actually steps back from that from these elections and from that subject. And the question that the film addresses is to what extent Have we, as citizens, allowed private corporations to take over our elections? And to what extent can we, as citizens, begin to pick up the ball and take back our elections so that we have a real say in what happens, and so that the results can indeed be audited, so the results can ideally, on hand-counted paper ballots, tallied and retallied because what happens inside the machines is the votes become invisible mm-hmm. and indeed these machines can be programmed to literally wipe clean what happened an hour ago we're,
0: we're, we're speaking ste- with dorothy fadiman the film is stealing america vote by vote which will be uh, screening this coming friday the 15th at the west park eight here in irvine
2: and others, other places, and, and I, I think we. I, I want to get to sort of the nuts and bolts of what you just kind of outlined, broadly outlined. There, there, the contention about the, vo- the voting machines themselves has been uh, the uh, the answer to this idea that somehow the votes have been manipulated. By the people who've defended these machines has been well. How could one person get in and manipulate these hundreds, if not thousands, of machines? Mm-hmm. That's not. That's just not not, not plausible. Right. But the fact is, is that the information that these machines gathered goes to a location that uh, that we're a centralized location right. that can be man- easily manipulated. And within the e- individual machines, you could. You could insert software that could essentially destroy itself at the end of the process that would, in fact, account for these flipping of votes as people physically witnessed voting for one candidate and, and seeing it come up as somebody else uh, in the next second.
1: But what you have to look at, so, and you've just brought up an interesting point, is the media. Now, what happened with those vote flips in at least 13 states is they were going in one Direction. Yeah, they were going from Kerry to Bush in well over ninety percent.
2: Was it twelve to one, is what I understood you. Yes,
1: that's right. The, that the the one formal research, the one formal research study that was done came up with a twelve to one ratio. Now, th- I mean that's bad enough in itself. But then you have to ask, and indeed, in the film, we at least challenge, make this challenge. Where is or was? The mainstream media—that no single mainstream media outlet ever reported on this phenomenon—and so we really have to look at what is the media doing well, with this issue,
2: right? Whether or not the story turns out to be true or not, right. which you just want—you just want them to step in and say. Something seems to have happened here, and we need to find out what it is. It may turn out to be nothing, may turn out to be a glitch, an anomaly, but at least investigate it to the point where to the satisfaction of all. And you make, uh, you brought in some people into this film. Um, I'm going to, John Paul, what's uh, Paul 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 Craig Roberts? Paul Craig Roberts, who was a Reagan administration official. That's right. And he makes the point, and you make it at the very uh, beginning of the film, which is our vote. Is the one right that protects every other right that we have, and and he makes the point, which is this is not a partisan issue. This could as easily happen to Republicans as it seems to have happened to Democrats, and and has and has right. We know of voting manipulation and the the, famously the nineteen sixty presidential election and others, and so
1: and we start we start with that. We we have um, Stephen Colbert interviewing Robert F Kennedy Jr. challenging him about his uncle. And so we don't run away from that, but I must admit, when you add up all the evidence, the evidence seems partisan, but that's like saying a film on slavery is you know, partisan toward African Americans. Yeah. You know, we, we gather the evidence, we step back, and never does the narrator take a position. The narrator is Peter Coyote, yep. and his wonderful voice takes yeah. you through the film.
2: Well, yeah. and we have... We have, you know, just putting aside the the voting machine stuff. We have caging. We have all kinds of ways that the system is being gamed, and frankly, it is mostly being done by, if, almost exclusively by Republicans. Uh, this idea of caging, which is to send a letter, a registered letter, to a, a location and address that are be- being predominantly sent to African American residents. If they don't respond then the Republicans can challenge and take these people off the voting list. And then when they go to vote, their their votes aren't counted.
1: Well, when I started to make this film about vote switching, which is all that it was going to have been about in the first place, I had no idea what I was going to uncover. I mean, it's taken me four years to make this film because I kept going down paths that led to other paths. And independent filmmaking is such a an interesting and demanding challenge. I I wrote a book just about this called Producing with Passion, making films that change the world. And it's about this process of taking an idea or a glint of an idea or a vision or a spark and fanning it and feeding it and nurturing it because you can't produce with passion without a lot of time in the trenches doing research.
0: Right. Now, you had said something uh, earlier about where the media was. Yeah. I don't know if that was a rhetorical question or not, but well. I kind of feel that they, they haven't been around for quite a while, um, at least not here in the United States. And and during this period of time, I've been, uh, just to tie in what Mike was talking about earlier, uh, I've been listening a lot more to what I get on the Internet. Yeah. I know that, that mainstream media tends to uh, scoff at the bloggers but uh the most of the information that i got in regard to this was from greg pallast uh-huh. who who you have uh have interviewed on mm. in this film and and he's done a he did a, a wonderful job but what was it like being with him and talking to him about
1: this oh he's brilliant mm-hmm. i mean i had the opportunity to be with brilliant people including some important bloggers mm-hmm. one is greg And one also is Brad Friedman. Yeah, Brad Blog. Brad Brad Blog. Brad has really dedicated himself to pursuing these issues, um, issues that mainstream media isn't touching. And what's missing in mainstream media that both Greg and Brad have in spades is investigative journalism. Right. Not just reporting and not just editorializing, but investigating, going back, taking an idea to its to its lair and finding out where it came from and what's really going on. And you'd asked me earlier, which I didn't answer yet about blogging. Uh-huh. I've I found the blogs invaluable. Yeah. Now and of course the blogs are double edged. Sure. Yeah. There are bloggers who have different opinions and so on and sometimes they're downright nasty. In fact at one point one of the main blogs was blackballing people what's the word there's a word for when that you can't get on a blog blacklist.
2: No. no oh I see when you're
1: it, right. It was was basically not allowing people to use
2: anything they were screening about, people out
1: about a stolen election. Right. And it was it's a liberal blog, but that's the other thing that's been so strange is books like Mark Crispin Miller's book, you know, Loser Take All and the work of Stephen F. Freeman, and the work of Stephen Rosenfeld, and the work of Bob Petrakis, all these really brilliant investigative journalists who've written books,
2: okay.
1: that the mainstream media does not touch their books to review them.
2: Well, I want, I want to bring up, and we're running short on time, but I want to bring up something to me that's very compelling. Yes. And you spent a, a good deal of time on it in the film, which is the exit polling and and the the, uh, the the discrepancy from the past uh uh d- in terms of the accuracy of exit polling up till 2004 is is pristine i mean it's been spot on for years and years they've refined this process to the point where it's become a science and well, in 2000 i'm sorry i'm interrupting go ahead
1: no no i just i want to take that back even further one of the first the major exit poll discrepancies appeared first in the seventies and the eighties, and then they began to escalate in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And with the advent of electronic voting machines, then they shot upward.
2: Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so they haven't. The way that, well, they're presented in the film that they've been pretty accurate. I mean, yes. uh-huh. and and now and in this in the two thousand four election, the discrepancy there was. You identified, I think, thirteen states. I'm not mistaken if that's the number, where there was a discrepancy in the exit poll as opposed to the final outcome. And in the majority, the vast majority of them, the discrepancies between Kerry and Bush were so, so completely different than the exit polling that there was some I, – I read this outside of the film. The statistician was talking about the statistical probability this happened was in the hundreds of thousands to one.
1: Well, actually, it's even higher than that. But the statisticians have to be careful. Yeah, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. And and so what what's what's happened over the years is the exit polling companies have begun to quote unquote
2: adjust
1: the exit polls.
2: Well, well, we weren't allowed to see the actual raw data from that's, these exit yeah. polls. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, to this day. For whatever reason, the propri- is, they're calling it proprietary information right. when, in fact, it has a dramatic impact on the democracy, our, the health of our democracy in this country. It's just crazy that we can't see this stuff.
1: Well, what, what you're saying now, as we complete this lovely time together, yes. is the importance of citizens stepping forward and not only asking but demanding that they get more information, that their votes are protected... That their votes are counted accurately, and we have a website, movie dot org, in which there's a number of action item ways that anyone can get involved at any level. movie dot org, and there's an action site there where you can get involved at any level.
2: Very good. Well, Dorothy, I want to thank you so much. The the film is Stealing America, uh, vote by vote. Uh, and and the filmmaker is Dorothy Fadiman. Thank you for being here on Film School.
1: Thank you.
0: To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash Film School.